Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm Richard Roberts, your host. So glad you joined me. Very special program today. But before we start, just as we began, God began to give me a word of knowledge about someone who's had a crooked forefinger on your right hand. Your finger you used to point with, your forefinger on your right hand has been crooked and stiff. Crooked and stiff. And now, whoever you are, you're going to be able to bend it. You're going to find it's it straightened out. You, you, it doesn't straighten out crooked. It straightens out straight. And whoever that is, let me know who you are. That's healing even as we begin this podcast. Today, a very, very special podcast. Uh, some uh, weeks ago, I was given the invitation to come down to Warrior, Alabama. Now, that's about 20 minutes outside of Birmingham to preach and minister at the church pastored by my good friend, Robin Bullock. Robin is a, is a prophet and has spoken so many times prophetically over this nation and over many, many people. We had three wonderful, wonderful services there. Now, Robin had been a guest on our podcast some months ago. And by the way, his podcast had the highest viewership of any podcast I've ever done. And I thought to myself, since I got back from Robbins, and since he's been showing this on his site, his, the services down there, I thought, why not share Robbins' podcast with you again? So join me right now. Here is a very special podcast with my good friend, Robin Bullock. Uh, Robin, how did the Lord call you into the prophetic ministry? What age were you, and, and how did it all start? When I was about... I began to notice things, but they were normal to me, but they weren't normal to other people. And when I was about four years old, you know, I ran outside the house at my, one of my grandmother's houses. And I came up on this beach and I stood and watched this whole beach scene for about, I don't know, 30 minutes, something like that. And they begin to miss a four-year-old, you know, so they start calling me. And I get back and they tell me, there's no beach down here. Where, where do you mean you've been at a beach? Well, things like that would happen. Uh, and and I, years later, I had an airplane fly in one time when I was about 10 years old, landed behind our barn. It was so real. I took off behind that barn to find that airplane. But of course, there was no room to land an airplane. And so things like that would happen. Well, later on in life, I'm writing a book one day and it's about to come out this particular book I'm talking about. And I was telling the story in the book about this beach and I'm sitting on the beach in Panama city, Florida. And, and I could see, and, and when I was a kid, I could see there was a lady, a man and a lady beside him with a floppy hat. There was umbrellas and I'm writing this thing and I tell him the story. And I said, Lord, what was that? I saw when I was four. He said, Robin, lift up your head and look. And I raised my head up. I was the man sitting on the beach. Robin was right beside me with a floppy hat. Uh, all the umbrellas were lined up down. Through. My kids were on the beach. He said, I showed you your future from that time. And so, and then one day I was, I got this, you know, as we say, Richard, I got this hankering to fly. You know, I wanted to fly. Wanted to learn to fly. So I got used to flying this little Cessna 152, a little top wing. And I drive up to the airport one day and I was thinking on the story where the plane landed. And I said, Lord, I said, what was that? And he said, lift up your eyes and look. And when I raised my eyes up and looked, 
there was that little red and white Cessna that landed behind that barn. It even had the tail numbers on it that I saw. He said, I sent a plane to fly you out of that into your, when you were like four, you know, nine, 10 years old and things like that would happen. I heard a voice call me one day. I was by, I was probably 11 years old and I was standing by this row of pomegranate trees up at my uncle's house. And, and on that old hill where we lived, if you came up on that hill, you were either lost or coming to see us. I mean, there just wasn't no other, re- <laughs> there wasn't no other reason to be there. I went up there, was going to go play with one of my cousins, you know, just going to go out and do something. And I came, they wasn't home. So I came down off their back porch and I stood by this pomegranate tree and I, a pomegranate tree. And I looked, I heard my other cousin across the pasture call my name. And it was this, and this is the way it sounded now. Robin. And I looked up over the pasture and I said, why? In a few minutes, Robin. I said, why? Third time, Robin. I said, why? And this wind started blowing over, over the property. And the sky turned real steely. And remember, I'm only about 10, 11 years old. And so it dawned on me, Richard, nobody was home over there. And nobody was home here. And nobody was calling you. No. And my knees started shaking. I took off running down to my grandmother's house. She lived with us. And it was really my house, but she lived with us. And I ran down there. This is my other grandmother. And I told her what happened. Well, you know, they always taught us that if somebody calls your name, don't answer, <laughs> just don't answer. And so hill people, you know, my, my background, hill people, and, and we were really spiritual people. They understood spiritual things. They just didn't have a knowledge of the word. And so, uh, years later, I asked the Lord, matter of fact, I was going to, to fly a plane. I said, Lord, what was that voice I heard? He said, what did it sound like? Tell me. I'll never forget. He said, tell me. So I said, Robin. He said, is that what it sounded like? I said, yes. He said, what did it sound like the second time? Tell me. I said, Robin. He said, the third time. Is that what it sounded like? I said, yes. He said, tell me. I said, Robin, he said, is that what it sounded like? I said, Lord, that's exactly what it sounded like. I said, Lord, that was my voice. Now that was me. Now he said, yes, I called you from your future in a voice that you would answer to that you would understand. (laughs) I could cry thinking about these things. And so things like that happened. And then years and years later, Richard, I was, I was in Gatlinburg up around Gatlinburg, Tennessee, up in the mountains. Actually, I was staying uh, on the other side in Sevierville, but I was on the high place on the high place on the mountain. And one night, I've never told this on any kind of broadcast. Maybe I've mentioned it on my own in the past, but I'm telling it here first. So hang on. 
and I was, I was there in this, uh, Robin and I, we were staying in this, you know, we had all of our family with us and, and this was a high peak. I think it was the highest place there. You, you didn't look up at anything from where we were staying. And that night, the Lord came by that room. I'll never forget it. He came walking by the room and he took me with him. And we went into this hallway. I'll never forget this. And in this hallway, Richard, it looked like a castle. And it, but it was in the basement like. Mm-hmm. I, this is just my mind trying sure. to put it together. And it had these arches on my left side. There were torches on the wall with cages around the torches. Mm-hmm. And I, I was walking down the hall. I couldn't see anything on my right side. And the Lord was ahead of me talking. And he, and he was leading me down this hallway. And I said, Lord, I mean, it was so real and it's so precious. I, I, for years or for a long time, I couldn't even tell it without weeping. I couldn't talk about it. And I, just to make it short for you, there's a lot of things happened that night. But he said this to me. I said, he said, this is the place where prophets go to be anointed. And he asked me, do you want this? And I said, yes, Lord. And I went down this hallway and then I, I woke up when I said, yes, Lord. But I realized, I don't know if I was asleep. I don't know if I was awake, but everything in my life began to make sense. After that, everything started changing in my life. And then I remember things like this would happen in, uh, April, no, in, in uh, 2016, I was on a stage and, and, you know, I play guitar, play music, a lot of prophetic music. And I was playing and, and, or I was standing on the stage and the band was playing actually. And I heard there's a sickness coming in the earth. It's going to be a, a terrible sickness. It'll make the earth tremble. And uh, it was coming for the children of the wicked one. And then on April the 30th, 2019, I was standing on the stage, this stage. And I turned and looked at Robin. She was playing the keyboard. And I looked at her and I, and I heard this. There's a plague coming. It's some kind of pestilence, some kind of sickness. And I said, it's coming. And that was long before <clears throat> and, anybody heard about coronavirus. Oh, yeah, Lord. Long before I knew anything about it, or I had never heard anybody speak of it. It was April the 30th, 2019. And I said, but I'd actually mentioned it first in 16. Mm-hmm. And, but you're seeing so far out, it, you know, it don't compute with a natural mind. You understand these things. Of course, of course. And, I'm, and I said, I'm searching for the words. What, what is it? What is it? I said, I had never heard the word pandemic that I knew of. So I said, and Robin said, is it an epidemic maybe? I said, yes, maybe an epidemic. I said, but it'll be international. And I said, unscrupulous men will take advantage of this thing. And I said, we need to pray against this right now. And then, of course, you know what happened after that. And is is still happening. Oh, yeah. And and then sometimes, uh, Richard, I'll hear conversations that people are having privately. Mm Mm-hmm you know, like Elisha would do maybe and and 
So there is precedent for it. Yes. And, and I would, I'll hear it. Like I heard that about, uh, that ship that was going to be affected. And then, and then I heard that about John Kerry, there were men discussing him in a private chamber. And then all that news broke out and he was almost charged with treason mm-hmm. and, uh, or uh, betraying Israel completely. And so things like that happens and you don't, you don't control that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, if you could do it, like brother Hagen used to say, you'd probably do it all the time. But, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, no, but, let, let me let me let me clear something up for you for you viewers. You notice he keep, he keeps mentioning Robin. It's very unusual. His wife is named Robin, so you have Robin. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, Robin. I forget I, that. Robin, man. I, yeah. I got to clear that up because yeah. people say, "No, wait a minute. Is he talking <laughs> I'm about so himself? Glad you Who's did. he talking about?" Well, I'm going to get back to I'm going to get back to your spouse, Robin, in a, in a couple yeah. of minutes. But I, based on what you just said, I want to ask mm-hmm. you, uh, what what do you believe is the mandate? for the true and honest prophet today. Now, you know, there are false prophets in the land. There are those who, who think they're hearing from God and they're not, and they're making something yeah. out of it. And God has dealt yeah. with some of them, as you know, in the past. But what's the, yeah. what's the mandate today on your life and on, on other true prophets to be sure that what they are hearing, the stream of what they're hearing is from God? Well, the, the first standard of anything in my, to me, is this yeah. see this the Bible there? This is not subject to anything. So it's got to line up with the word of God. Everything is subject to the written word. The written word is subject to nothing else. And so this always has it right. You know, and, and, and I want, I could say something about this and maybe I will in a moment, but, but as far as a prophetic mandate or being a, in the office of a prophet, you know, some people, they'll, uh, you know, they can operate in the prophetic and there is uh, gifts of the spirit that are, they're all prophetic, sure. but, but in the office of a prophet, a, a prophet's office is to bring deliverance. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible said Israel was delivered by prophet and the Bible talks about how how nations are preserved mm-hmm. by prophet. Yes. The, the office of a prophet brings deliverance, brings uh, uh, preservation. It, it brings clarity, but also it's this. See, a prophet is, is nourished a lot by the future. The future. See, there's only one place in someone's life where there is no sin at all, and that is in their tomorrow. Because they haven't gotten to tomorrow yet to mess it up. So tomorrow's clean for, for people. And that's where the Lord calls you from, is your tomorrows. He calls you from the future. And what you do, a prophet will go into the future, and they'll inhale the future. And then they're, they're back in this time, and they exhale destiny. And, and, and they'll stand in well, front of people. And a prophetic word or a prophet's office, one of the main things is to call forth destiny out of people. Mm-hmm. See, when people were, when, when, when people are conceived and, and that there's a spark of electricity that takes place, when, when a conception of a life takes place and life begins a conception on a person in this earth, yes. you know, God knew them before. 
but but when that conception takes place, which shows you how far ahead of the curve he is. Yes. And so, you know, he's breathing out those souls that come into the earth. Yes. And so when that spark of electricity happens and starts that seed and egg dividing and, and, and life is coming into being, that, that spark of, of electricity, that shaft of lightning, that's God visiting your baby shower. He comes at your baby shower and he brings gifts. Mm-hmm. At that moment in time, there are gifts deposited into people. There's gifts and calls and destinies. And when they're children, like I was talking about, your spirit's real tender before God. And so, and that innocence of your growing up, they'll flash out at time. Those gifts will flash out. Some people will preach. They'll prophesy. They'll, they'll experience all kinds of, of wonderful things. But as a person begins to choose sin, those gifts be start becoming obscure and you can't find them. I had those, I had that same thing happen to me, Robin. Uh, you know, I, I operate primarily in the word of knowledge. And only, only, only occasionally in a true prophetic word, once in a while, but not very often, but primarily the word of knowledge. And I began, I began to realize that at an early age, I didn't know what it was like you. And, and it took, it took some growing and some maturing time in me until the time came when God revealed what I was to do and spoke to me like he spoke to you, took me by the hand and showed me. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. And also, uh, the thought came to me while you were talking that if you study the Bible, which you held up just a minute ago, you find that every king had a prophet that was assigned to him. Yes. And sometimes yes. the king listened and sometimes he didn't listen <clears throat> sometimes and sometimes he, didn't. he obeyed and mm-hmm. sometimes he didn't obey. And yeah. Israel did great when they obeyed and they didn't do so well when they disobeyed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, and, and this is this is another thing. Sid. And, and just so that people have this, I'll, I'll finish that one thought. And then I want to address that about kings and prophets, because, see, when people get born again, and the light of the world himself, Jesus, comes into their heart and fills them. Suddenly, those gifts become alive again on the inside of them. And a prophetic uh, uh, expression, a prophetic word, especially from the mouth of a prophet, but even if it's a prophetic word, can be spoke over somebody, and suddenly their destiny leaps up into their, their thoughts, and they realize oh my goodness, this is what I was born to do. And they just come to this realization and prophetic gifts wake up those. I mean, the prophetic wakes that up inside people. Now, as far as Kings, you never noticed, uh, Richard, that there's so many prophets in the land right now. Now they were always here, sure, but suddenly they're spotlighted in the, uh, and the reason being one reason, one reason, anyway, one reason is that, when kings go rogue, when kings go rogue and they push a nation that God has created to the edge of collapse, he brings prophets on the scene to point their finger right to the nose of that king and say, thus saith the Lord. Because the, when kings go rogue, prophets, are, that's the anointing that will boldly tell a king what he's doing wrong. 
and what he needs to be doing. Well, that's what Nathan did exactly with David, what you're talking about. He came in and spoke to David. You're the man. Yeah. Uh, That's exactly what happened. And it's still happening today. There, there are many people who, who don't understand the prophetic and they think that, well, because there have been a few bad apples that every prophet is like that. And that's not true. You know, there are some crooked doctors in the world, but not all doctors are crooked. There are some crooked pilots in the world, but not all pilots are crooked. There are some crooked politicians, but not all politicians are crooked. You know, there are some crooked ministers, but not all ministers are crooked. So you have to eat the straw and spit out the sticks, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, brother. Speaking of that, you were talking, I got to get back to, I got to get back to your Robin. Not you, Robin, but your Robin. You married a gal whose name was Robin. That's right. You got got to explain that to me. In fact, you got a daughter that's named after my daughter, Jordan. Yeah, I told you your family was a blessing to us all these years. I mean, mean now, um, well, see, Robin and I met, actually met, I was playing gospel, uh, a guitar for a gospel group, a Southern gospel group here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and for, and their son had a gospel group. And back then, you know, we all dressed alike. We all you remember that quartets dressed alike? And I, re- I remember those horrible outfits. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we all, but well, you couldn't find anything real stylish that five people could wear. I know we, we wouldn't be caught dead in them today. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. And so, so she came, she came bouncing in one night and to check on their dresses that the group I was playing with was making for her group because it was the parents of the head of her group. So Robin was about 14 and, uh, I was 15. And so she came in and my mother thought, uh, my mother came by to pick me up Well, she was in my car and I had a real hopped up Mustang. You know, I had this jacked up Mustang. It looked like a mad wasp coming down the road, you know, <laughs> but my mother was very, very, she was very young looking, very young looking. And, um, uh, so she came in the, the door to get me. Well, Robin was in there. Robin thought it was my wife. She oh, said, my goodness. She, yeah, she said, and I, I wanted her phone number. And Robin said, I ain't giving my phone number to no married man. And, and this man there was, uh, you know, said, that's his mother. That's his mother. And so it never dawned on me her name was Robin. Mm-hmm. Never dawned on me. I was taken with her. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about her name. And so I asked for her name and, and her phone number. Well, she, when she found out I was just 15, you know, no. So she wrote her name down and her name was Robin Youngblood. Okay. Youngblood. Well, it was wrote on a brown paper sack torn off and with red ink. I'll never forget it. And I picked it up and looked at it and I said, well, Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And he said, well, what are you talking about? I said, look at this. It says, Robin, you're a slob, <laughs> but it said, Robin young blood, but in the dark, it looked like Robin, my name, you're a slob. I said, I, he said, no, man, that's her name. So it began. She was 14. Oh my God. I was 15. I got to ask you now, what were you doing driving a Mustang at 15? Well, that we're now remember I'm from Alabama. Okay, all right. Okay, could, enough said. Enough I, said. I understand. I, 
<laughs> I could drive at nine. I was driving, you know, I was driving a straight shift on the column at nine years old. Well, so, I learned, I learned when I was 12, also on the back roads yeah. outside of Tulsa with my grandfather. Yeah. Well, you understand that. <laughs> I understand. And, and so anyway, we married at 16 and 17. Oh my goodness. And so we've been married 42 years. And you just had your 60th birthday, I know, because I, I sent did. you a special yeah. video just a couple of weeks you ago. Did. You did, man. Thank you so much well, for you that. Don't look, you don't what? look 60. You, you take after your mama, okay? Uh, yeah. Well, that's right. My mother, my mother's precious. She's very young looking. And, and, um, and of course, I wanted to tell you this, Robin, uh, for my 60th birthday, they had this big, this big to do, you know, this big, and, and we're, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by it. And your videos there and different ones are there. And, and even brother Copeland sent me a video and I just, I, I, and pastor George and Terry, I'm just taken and Kent and Hank Kuhneman and, and Amanda Grace and prophets were sending me. I don't, I think I'm, I'm this boy from Alabama, you know, I'm so grateful. And, but when the end of the night was over, I walked outside, Robin said, now come out here. <clears throat> we went outside and they stuck this phone up in my ear and it was playing Mustang Sally, <laughs> the song Mustang Sally. And guess what, Richard coming up the road was a 1964 and a half Mustang. Well, that's the first year. Had, yeah. Very first, that's the first model. That's right. And she had bought me that for my birthday and was bringing it up the road and pulled in. Well, so, do, you, do you still have it? I'm assuming because I want to, I want to oh, ride in it when I come oh, in January. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I'll let, I, I, I'll let y'all drive it around. Oh. Y'all can go, y'all can run up to Sonic or something and get them <laughs> to the drive through and get you, get you something. All right. Yeah. Robin, you've got, but, you've got a couple yeah. of new books out. Um, yes. God is absolutely good. Yes. And a yes. apostolic shift. Have I got that right? Well, uh, you know, you're the first person to ever mention that book, Apostolic Shift. You know, I was talking to Krista the other day. That's named after your daughter, Krista Jordan. Yes. And so I was talking to her the other day. I said, we need to put that book out. It's in the office. And uh, I have a book called The Pool and the Portal mm -hmm. that's out. And it's a very prophetic book. And it so overwhelmed the mail room that we had to stop advertising it for a little while till it's all caught up and then we'll put it back out. But God is absolutely good as our main book. Uh, that's our flagship. That's, that's the book I, I believe is my mandate to tell the world and teach the world. And then, uh, apostolic shift. We do have that book and, um, you did your homework to know that. How would you, how would somebody get it? How, how would they contact you to get it? Okay. You could just go to my website. That's probably the best thing to do. Okay. Just go to my website, Robin D Bullock.com. Robin D Bullock.com. You can't com. miss it. Yeah. I know his yeah. books, his books will be a blessing. Uh, I, I, I was told I was preaching on the, on the day they had that special celebration for you. I was in California that day preaching, so I couldn't watch it online, but I understand that somebody put a scarf on you and, and placed a mantle, a new mantle on you. Can you explain what happened? For my birthday, one of the first things that just took me back is when I opened the doors 
at, at our some of our office buildings up here, one of our office buildings. Uh, when I opened the door, there stood Cat uh, Kerr. Cat was there and her husband, Dean. And uh, so they spent the, uh, a couple of days with Robin and I here at the house. And then they were in service with us the next morning, Sunday morning. Well, I'm up here speaking at Church International on Sunday morning. And uh, I turned around. And if you know Miss Cat, uh, you know, she's a, she's a prophet. Oh my goodness. And if, if the father tells her something, you know, she goes to heaven, like since she was like eight, four years old, eight years old. I don't know, but she, she's a, she knows things. That's just, you'll listen to for mm-hmm. hours. And suddenly she said, the father has a word. Well, you don't argue, you know, you just hand the mic to her. And she, here she came up and uh, she started giving me this word. And then she took this mantle off. And when she did, the Lord told me, she said, see, when the Lord speaks, Richard, I want to fall on my face. I always fall on my face. I hunt a place to get down and lay down and just fall before the Lord. And the Lord will tell me, you can't fall here. Don't do that here. You can't do that here. But that morning, when she took that mantle off, he said, now you can kneel. And when I did, she placed an anointing to add to the anointings the Lord has placed on me from her. I, I, I'd have to go back and listen to what she said. And she laid that scarf around my, around my jacket. And um, it was a special time. Well, I'm glad I, I've. I've not met her, but I have seen her, of course, online. Oh my goodness! And in fact, I have I watched you so many times on the on the Elijah list, which now yes. I guess they've changed the name town to the Elijah Stream. Yeah, and, that's their that's their broadcast. Yeah, Elijah and, and Stream. You've got something on there now on a briefing. Can you share a little bit about that? Oh yeah, yeah, intelligence briefing. We do an intelligence briefing with Steve Schultz. Well, that's something that I I need a whole lot of. I need some intelligence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I think you're doing all right in that area, brother. Uh, but what the Lord had me do, He said, call Steve up and and Steve tell Schultz. him about Steve Schultz. Steve Schultz, yes, with the Elijah streams. He said, and of course they have the Elijah list too. Yes, they, that's they have both of them. And that's where I've seen you so many times. Yeah, on the stream. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, call. Call up Steve and tell him about this intelligence briefing you that I want you to do. And he said, I want y'all to do it. So I mentioned it to him, you know, see what he thought about it. Oh, it went off in his spirit. And uh, what it is, is we'll come on. There's nothing really scripted at all. We just come on and there's no giving five talking points. And then it's like today I gave you nothing to no talking points. We just started talking. But then we go into depth. We go into depth of how things happen, what's going on prophetic, uh, prophetically. We, we talk about creation. We talk about all kinds of, of things that you just don't normally hear about. And the Lord visits every one of those things. And it's just rich, Richard. You know what I'm saying, brother? It's just rich. It's just rich stuff. And so I think this next one coming up is number 19 mm-hmm. since that happened. 
Well, I encourage you, I encourage you to watch uh, the Elijah streams and the intelligence briefing. And anytime you see you see Robin online, uh, you should click click on it and you should you should watch it. That's what Lindsay and I do. Robin, before we close, I'd like to ask you if you would pray. Pray for people as they're watching this podcast. Some are watching, some are listening. Uh, and uh, if you would pray, and if the Lord gives you a, a word as you pray, please yeah. take your freedom, okay? Yes. And then I'll pray, All right. I'll pray after you. Okay. Father, I want to thank you today, Lord. First of all, in gratitude and thanksgiving, Lord, for all those that are watching, all those that are listening. Lord, I thank you for Richard. I thank you for his family. Lord, we come to you now, and I come to you in gratitude. Lord, it's an awesome thing to be in your presence. We never take it for granted. Now, Lord, I pray that everyone watching and listening to this right now, Lord, that their destiny begin to wake up in them, Lord, that their destiny start to wake up on the inside of them. Lord, we call that forth in them that they will know their purpose. And Lord God, that they will begin to run toward their purpose. Lord, the purpose brings such peace in their thoughts once they know. And Lord, show them that you are absolutely good and that they haven't disappointed you, Lord. Lord, to disappoint you would mean if you could be disappointed by them, Lord, let them know you wouldn't be any bigger than them. But Lord, they haven't disappointed you. Lord, that they're as close as a prayer, Jesus. In Jesus' name, take my life, do something with it. And Lord, all is made new. And yes, Lord, I will do that right now. The Lord spoke something to me. And he said these things before I came on this today. He said, today, you are to give a brand new, prophetic word that he's given in my spirit that I haven't said yet. The Lord said, all of these things that you see around you happening in the political realm and all these things that are going on, the Lord said, I'm about to turn the page on all of this. And he said, tell the people, thus saith the Lord, behold, the glory cometh. Behold, the glory cometh. The glory is about to invade the earth, and he is sending a, a move and a wave of his glory into the earth. And the Lord said, begin to proclaim and declare as a prophet that the glory comes. Behold, it comes. And when the glory comes, that's resurrection power. And that resurrection power will begin to change things. It'll, it'll bring things back to life that you thought were dead and gone because this page will turn and the glory comes. The Lord said this to me, Brother Richard. He said that he is perfect. And he said, you are imperfect. He said, so I give you a voice into perfection and you give me a voice into imperfection. And he said, when you give me a voice into the imperfect, that his voice, when it, it is given into the imperfect, he said, it will take the imperfect and make it perfect and start it all moving toward perfection. 
because everything in creation is moving toward perfection. This is a promise he gave Moses. The promise he gave Moses, you're about to see. He said, as I live, my glory will fill this earth. And now the glory, the Lord said to say it on this program, behold, the glory cometh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good is the word of the Lord. Praise God. We esteem the word of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for this prophetic word that is given into the world today. Thank you for Robin and for his dear wife, Robin, and for their family. Thank you for their ministry there in Alabama. How I look forward to being with them in January there. Now, for you that are listening and watching, I send the word to you according to Psalm 107, verse 20, which says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. In the name of Jesus, I send that word to you right now for healing in your body, for healing in your spirit, for healing in your your soul realm, your mind, your will, your emotions, for healing in your finances, for healing in your relationships, for healing in your emotions, from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet, I send the word of God to you. I believe now. Hallelujah. I feel that same anointing on me now that I feel every time I preach. I send that word to you now. In Jesus name. And thank you for Brother Robin being on our podcast today. Thank thank you for the blessing of God upon his life, on his family, on his ministry. May every step he takes be a step ordered from you and may he be a clear voice for you. Hallelujah. Uninterrupted. I pray this in the authority of Jesus name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Robin, (laughs) thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, I'm so honored, (laughs) man. Thank you so much for having me. And and the people that are watching you, they're the most precious people on the earth, man. I mean, they're God's people. They're the best he's got. (laughs) We just, I thank God for them all. Hallelujah. All that watch us on the 11th hour, the best he's got. Well, I'm praise God for that. I praise God for you and for your family. Looking forward to meeting you. Yeah. If Jesus were here in the flesh, he would probably be driving a 1964 and a half Mustang. Yeah, he would, bro. (laughs) And playing a guitar. And playing a guitar. guitar. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'll see you in January, Robin. And thank you so much for watching Expect a Miracle podcast. I pray it's a blessing. I'll see you next time with another tremendous guest. God bless you. And I'm expecting something good to happen to you. Bye-bye for now. Text giving is now available. It's as simple as taking out your mobile phone and opening your text app. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Then just follow the prompts. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. That's RRM to 833-881-6442 in the USA and RRM Canada to 77977 if you're in Canada. And we'll put the numbers in the show notes for easy reference. Your generosity makes a difference.